You're listening to Goodfellas Minute 126. I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say Hello and welcome to Goodfellas Minute, the only podcast that analyzes the Martin Scorsese picture, Goodfellas, one frantically searching minute at a time. I am Josh Flanagan. I'm here with uh, Connor Kilpatrick. Hello. And Ron Richards. Hello. This minute starts with just a little more asshole cop Bo Deedle. And it ends uh, with some of that frantic searching we talked about. Uh, <laughs> you got to find it. That you talked about. Uh, yeah, the, the, the Bo Deedle uh, just conti- reminded me, just continuing the berating of poor Henry. Well, <laughs> is objectively, it, running a multi-state drug operation. Yeah, I know, but what, he thinks he's some hotshot cop because he arrested him? He's definitely, you know, <laughs> he's pushing the boundaries of professionalism at this point. See what I'm, Attica dick. <laughs> Attica. Uh, Attica. Well, is it, is, should we start off with Attica? Or? Sure. All right. First thing in a minute. <laughs> let's, just, let's, let's just warn everyone that this week is light on content. Because there's there's a lot of stuff going on and not a lot of stuff going on right. at the same time. Well, they're so. not going to start introducing new elements at this point. Right. So it's a new character. It's Henry's younger brother, <laughs> who just appeared. He just got yeah. back from boarding school. <laughs> yeah. Hello, he's mop headed. He's played by young Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, <laughs> so the fun fact for this minute is the Attica Correctional Facility, which is the Attica mentioned by Bodito. Well, yeah. So Bodito pats Henry on the shoulder, on the hand, on the arm after they identify. <laughs> You'll the find cocaine. it eventually, Ron. And he says, and he says, uh, see, what does he say? See an Attica. See an Attica, Dick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which, you know, let's get to that later. Attica Correctional Facility is a maximum security slash supermax prison located in Attica, New York, upstate New York. Uh, it was opened in the 1930s, and it's probably most famous for the riot in 1971, which, uh, in which 33 inmates and 10, uh, 10 guards were killed. It was the inspiration for the famous Attica Attica scene in Dog Day Afternoon. A classic scene. And uh, only one man has ever been known to escape Attica prison. Do you know who that is, Ron or Josh, either of you? Um, I read not El Chapo. I read it. I read it, but I don't remember. John Mad Dog Sullivan. Uh, He was a hitman for the mob. He was an Irish hitman for the mob. All right. And uh, he had his own nickname, and I thought, that's a good nickname. (laughs) <laughs> we'll give that one out later on. <laughs> um, some some other interesting notes about Attica, just uh, you know the fact that it's uh, up by Buffalo, so it's way upstate, like it's way right. way upstate. Um, and by the way, the term supermax, I, I, it's like out of a comic book. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's literally it's it's like a line. Yeah, it's but, it's like the Marvel supermax line, which is right, <laughs> even more violent. <laughs> but uh, what I thought was interesting was some other notable uh, inmates at Attica: uh, David Berkowitz, also Robert. known as the Son of Sam. Still uh, there. As well as Mark David Chapman, who is the asshole who shot John Lennon. That's right. So uh, there you go. So uh, That's how you should always be referred to. I believe also <laughs> Willie Horton, the famous bank robber. And, sad, nice. and sadly, um, what's his name? The Long Island Railroad guy in the 90s, uh, Colin Ferguson? <laughs> no. Is that his name? <laughs> Who's Colin Ferguson? <laughs> I don't know. I think so. I think it is Colin, Colin Ferguson. Ferguson. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, it was it was the it was the, the guy. Yeah, yeah, Colin Ferguson, the guy who murdered six people on the Long Island right. Railroad in nineteen ninety three. Yeah, that that Colin asshole. Ferguson. Yeah. 
So, also, you, just the uh, way you said it, you weren't very convincing. Colin Firth, because for a moment, <laughs> I thought I was saying the Scottish talk show host comedian. And, and right, I didn't, Greg Ferguson. <laughs> also, and then also uh, Ferguson, the whole, anyway, but yeah, so. <laughs> for fans of Oz, you'll remember that uh, Tim McManus's father uh, was part of that uh, crew at Attica, <laughs> which forced him to go into uh, prison administration. Well, thanks for listening to Attica Minute. Uh, <laughs> no, um, but so, but but aside from people who have been in Attica, um, so Attica is described as a super maximum security prison for the worst felons. Right. Does would Henry be going to Attica? I feel like you. I feel like this is a Lewisburg, well, a Lewisburg it, kind of collar. <laughs> Attica is actually, while it is a super max prison, it it is also a it holds a wide variety of prisoners. Right. So there are. People from from the worst of the worst to low level offenders, so okay. he probably would be going to Attica. Okay, Attica is basically where you go. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I feel like he'd be back. He, in he could be going anywhere, like he was yeah. sentenced to Lewisburg before. But I think Attica. You know, you know this, Ron. Growing up, Attica is sort of the thing you say in New York. Like, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> you know about Attica from when you were growing up. No, it, I yeah, mean, yeah. You know, it's, just, it's what you say. It's the most famous prison in New York, so it's like. Yeah. You're going up I mean, to Attica. It's that, it's, that, it's, like, it's that and Rikers. I was going right. to say Rikers. I Rikers like. is more of a Rikers is more of like a holding prison. Yeah, like when you get when you get picked up, you go to Rikers while you're awaiting. You know, like, yeah. While you're awaiting trial, you go yeah. to while you're you know while you're under arrest and waiting trial, you go to Rikers. And when you're sentenced, you you're you usually leave Rikers to go yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. No, but I remember being kids on Long Island in the '80s, playing you know with the sticks hitting each other and just going Attica, Attica. Because kids loved Dog Day Afternoon. <laughs> Long Island was a different kind of place to grow up. Here, kids, watch this. I was talking to my kid today, and and I was and he's six, and I was like, you know, what my favorite movie was when I was six, and I said Star Wars, and yeah. and then I was like, oh, and also Excalibur, which yeah. was on HBO a lot at that time, and I should I not remember. have been watching it. I remember that in like any way. The way Merlin talked, I can't, I can't yeah. do it, but even. <laughs> The silver head and yes, all the of skull the sex and violence. Yeah, Arthur Pendragon, you will know that. <laughs> Young Patrick Stewart. Was that who that was? Yeah, it was an Excalibur. Yeah, I haven't seen that forever. So oh, it oh, was, he was like, I saw it like over Christmas when I was home. It was on TV, and I was like, "Ooh, Excalibur!" And I watched like five minutes of it. And I'm like, "Oh, this is horrible." Yeah. Oh, it's super slow. I don't know how, how I was so into it. He who pulls the sword know, from I, the stone will be the king. Yeah. All right. So. <laughs> Henry and Karen are talking in prison after he's been arrested. Yes. Nice work, Ron, by the way. I Thank just you. really brought up a lot there. Thank you. And, and uh, he, Henry's a little concerned right. about his situation. Yep. Uh, he thinks he's got to get out back on the street so he can smooth everything over because otherwise they're going to kill him. Right. So why, do you, why is it that this time is different? Because the, the weight of the sentencing be- could be much worse? No, because, because the what he's been arrested for is exactly what Paulie told him not to do. Right. And if Paulie also finds out that Jimmy was involved, it's like a it's like a, a horrible dominoes. Like it's bad enough that Paulie's going to be pissed at him, but now Jimmy's afraid that Paulie's going to find out that Jimmy was involved, you know? So it's just it's it, he's he's got two things to worry about. He's got he's got also- He's got it's a Grib situation. Well, yeah, well, yeah. That's why Paulie is upset because because he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to be implicated like Gribbs. But Jimmy doesn't want to be implicated for fear of Paulie getting pissed at him. My and, favorite line in this minute is when Karen says, "He just wants to talk yeah. about Jimmy." 
Yeah, sure. So definitely just well, that's, my, that's a note that I have for this, and that uh, we're going to get to this, but I'm going to just go ahead and preface it. But right here, I'd like to point out that Karen is being a babe in the woods. She is a little bit. She does, it's like she yeah. seems – there's a bunch of moments in this whole – in this week where she's woefully ignorant. Yep. Maybe it's like she hasn't watched this movie 500 times. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the – yeah, I mean, I mean – and, and Henry actually even says it in the in, – um, in, uh, in the voiceover is that, you know, if Paulie found out that, Hen- that Jimmy was involved, he would whack Jimmy before he whacked Henry. Mm-hmm. Which I which I which I understand Henry saying that. But I'm like, ah, oh, no, would he? Like, I think mm-hmm. I think Paulie would be more concerned about the guy who's currently being held by the cops as opposed to this other guy. You know, who's like, probably so. earning way more than Henry. Yeah, is. yeah exactly. he's higher up, so the yeah, consequences. Yeah. But Jimmy's de- in this situation. Jim, Jimmy is definitely going to whack Henry. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, so well, we're going to get to that. Well, so so the the, the interesting thing I want to mention, which is going to be a theme throughout the rest of this week is what I, I would like to do is mirror what we're seeing in the movie and what actually really happened, uh, much like we've been doing for this entire podcast. But Yeah, more, that's but, not new. But no, but more so <laughs> because, future. because from here on out to the end of the movie, it is uh, they took a lot of liberties with what really happened yes. and moving around events and people and things like that. This is a real case of, okay, what really happened, okay, that's what happened, but this is what serves the story better. And I think from a filmmaking standpoint, that's really interesting to see those choices. Yeah, we're um, going to see a big one later in this yeah. week. So, yeah, so, so one of the biggest things was that um, – you know, in this, Henry's saying to Karen, I've got to get out. i got to get out as quickly as possible. You get a se- I mean, Josh, how long do you think he was in jail for at this point in um, the movie? 24 hours. Right. Very quickly, right? Well, he's wearing yeah. the same sh- – yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like yeah. – yeah. In real life, he decided to cool his jets and cool his heels in prison. And he was in jail for about 18 days. And yeah, he wanted to, he wanted to dry out. He wanted yeah, he wanted out. yeah he wanted to dry out of the drugs, and also he wanted to string along the the cops. the cops to make them think he would talk to buy him time to figure out a what he's going to do, but also be able to position himself in a way to make Paulie think that he's not talking. That's so, a dangerous game. Well, yeah. So what what he would do is he actually and this and he outlines it in the book. But what he would do is he would. Um, he told the 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 district attorney um, who um, McDonald's who we're going to talk about more uh, probably next week I think but um, uh, he said anytime you want to talk to me you also got to bring Bobby Germain because Henry was afraid that anybody in the prison who was reporting back to Pauly didn't want to say Henry's going to talk to the DA a lot and then he said and then he said that every time they came to get him he made a big boisterous over the top deal about refusing to go and spitting on him and telling him you're not going to get, you know, and because he wanted anybody who was feeding information to Paul, it is to make it seem like he was not, he was not cooperating. Then he said he would get into the office, DA's office and drink coffee and just listen to them babble and just nod and, and not give them anything, which I think is funny considering what then later happens. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so, so in reality, he spent 18, 20 days in jail getting clean and just, you well, know, hiding basically. So. In the movie, like when you see him in prison, like he, it's funny because he looks, he looks clean. Yeah, he looks, he looks beat to hell and and haggard, but he doesn't look strung out anymore. Yeah, like it's a whole different thing. It's a very, very just sort of different look. I was gonna say it's about a different look too. Much nicer meeting room than in the in Lewisburg. I don't see any illicit blowjobs happening. Well, yeah, well, sure, you yeah. turn the camera around though. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, but in this <laughs> scenario, in this film scenario, at this point. Polly is definitely going to kill Henry. Right? I don't know. No. I don't know. Like when he says that, 
Well, I, I mean, I think let's let's assume we haven't gotten to the part later. I mean, I think that's perfectly reasonable after the conversation I, they had. Well, let's talk car. about that later in the week when they actually have the conversation. Yeah, that'll, fair enough. That'll, but I'm saying at this point in this time, Paul. I think, I think, I think he's I, more he's more worried about Jimmy killing him. Yeah, I think he's huh? more worried about Jimmy killing him because Jimmy will kill anyone at any moment who he thinks will rat on him. Whereas right. Polly is seems to be slightly more measured about it. Yeah, and Jimmy's not close enough to him that 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 of. I guess not. I guess well, no, because Jim, Jimmy. Well, because Jimmy will anybody who threatens him, he'll it, it, like in a second he'll turn on. Like that's not that you know like that. And I feel like Henry Henry had enough of a reputation, and he talks about this in the book as well too. Where like when we said it last week, the number of times he's been he was arrested, he never gave him anything. You know all the stuff that he's done. He's been a stand up guy. He's been a good soldier up to this point. So Paulie doesn't have any reason to think that he would do otherwise at this point. Jimmy, on the other hand, knows how deep Henry's in, and and how much he's on drugs and all. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's mm-hmm. it's it's a matter of perception, I would think. So. And Jimmy basically killed the entire Lufthansa crew just because the guy who worked at the airport got arrested. Yeah. I mean, he will he will drop of a hat. He will just he will cut all mm. ties. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, um. So, so let's move. Should we move on to where he leaves prison? Yes, please well, hold do. On. Real, real quick, though, uh, how he got the bail uh, well, yeah. was that Karen got her mother to put the house. Well, up. That's where that's, I was getting that's to. That's literally okay. where okay. he was going. Yeah. Well, he, so he, well, he leaves <laughs> prison and he says he got bail because Karen got her, her mother to put uh, to mortgage her house. Yep. Or put her house up. And what was that conversation like? That's exactly what I wrote. Exactly. <laughs> I I want that cut scene. <laughs> and and the thing is, unlike the crazy day scene where they go to her, uh, Karen's mother's house to ditch the guns, in reality they went to Henry's mother's house. In this, in real life, Karen's mother did put up her house to to get his bail money. He was held for one hundred fifty thousand dollars bail. That's amazing. Yep. And I, I what was that conversation like? I can't even imagine it. I don't even know how you start that. You see, the, and the thing is, is that so, like, the, as you know, I, Henry, <laughs> you know, my husband. Okay, <laughs> but my thing is that when I think about it, like when I try to imagine it, it's the actress playing Karen's mother. Oh, oh sure, yeah. obviously, yeah. Is that really her in the car? It didn't really look yes, like it her. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It is. And in fact, that's another thing. Another note that I have is that as Henry's walking to the car, two things happen that I, one that I love, and one that I'm infinitely curious about. So Henry, he's walking out of the the police station, and the voiceover is saying that he was afraid he was going to get whacked then and there. And I think Ray Liotta did a great job of that, like that tentative yep. walk, you know, like you know, like looking, looking around, around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then he approaches the car, the shitty little Volvo that looks like it's parked like on the sidewalk, by the way. But um, he approaches the car and goes to get into the back seat and then does something. The door doesn't work. And then Karen points and he goes other side and he goes around to the other side. Like that was such like, why have him go around to the other side? Like, just get in the car. Like, it's like, like, like was the dry cleaning in the, in the, in yeah. the left side? Like, yeah, the bag of groceries. Yeah, exactly. And so he point, Henry points, I'm going to get in on that side. And then as he crosses, the voiceover is still going. But you can see Karen's mother is talking to Karen. And I want to know what they're talking about in that car at that moment. Like her mouth is moving, you can't hear anything. They're having choices. a conversation. What is that conversation? For bad life choices. Yeah, it's a couple of things. As that far are as far here. as I could tell, though, the conversation is about whether or not that she's in park or not. <laughs> Here's what's interesting. 
What's interesting is that Karen's driving a Volvo. <laughs> I find that interesting. Well, it's 1980. It, it could be the mother's Volvo. It still seems what either one of them. It's very seems very out of place. Yeah, it's not. It's not an well, American I mean, car. It's not well, a big it's car. A very, it's a very practical car, Josh. I don't know that these are practical people. <laughs> I mean, look at that. Look at that kitchen. The, if it's the mother's car, it totally fits that family. No, but Ka- Karen's well, driving the Volvo later in the yeah. movie, so uh, it's, Karen, it's her it's, car. It's too. Karen's car. Maybe they had and to then, sell all the flashier cars uh, to make ends meet. Ends no, meet. I think it's 1980. They've got kids. They live in the suburbs. They live on Long Island. It's not a wagon. It's the you know it's the it's the Volvo sedan. Yeah, no. Right. I, yeah. I know. I'm, I'm very familiar with that vehicle from yeah. from my youth in New England. Oh, I hated that. The, that that car had the to get out. You had to pull the lever. Like when on the inside door lever, you know what I mean. It was like a vertical lever to open the door to unlock it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I hated those cars. So, and then then the other notice. I guess if you put up your house for mortgage uh, to pay yep. your son-in-law's bail, then you ride in the front. <laughs> well, you, no, shot, you could you could automatic shotgun. Well, no, I think that's just a matter of they went to go pick him up and they're waiting in the car. It's not like she's going to get out and get in the back seat. Well, let's talk about Henry's machismo and how that works with that situation. I mean, that's interesting. He he's in a he's in a new place now. He's I guess so. Yeah. He's in a place we have not seen him yet, which is he has to be contrite to people he would not normally be yeah. contrite to. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but I think it's I think in a similar situation, I would be in more trouble for causing the awkward mother conversation than I would for the drugs. <laughs> I don't think he cares. I think he's so far gone from caring about Karen's mother that it's not, I mean, he's more worried about Jimmy and Pauly. He's, he's on survival mode right, right now. Right, what I'm, yeah, saying, I'm saying from Karen's perspective, if I could see being in more trouble for having to ha- go to her mother than for the drug dealer. That seems to have no weight or bearing as we get into future scenes. Like, there's no reminder of the fact that my mother got bailed you out. Like, it's... <laughs> It just seems very take, take, they take. Have, they don't have time for it. And yeah. also, he's in survival mode because he's worried about getting killed. Well, that, well, that's the point, too. As he gets into the car, the voiceover is talking about all the things he needs to worry about. And then there's a long pause, and Henry says, this is the bad time. And this I want to be like, time. And I wanted to be like, this is the bad time? <laughs> really? This is the bad time. Not, oh, I don't know, the four years you spent in prison already? Or, like, <laughs> <laughs> this well, is this, the, this is the only time he really could conceivably be killed. Yeah, yeah, that's where he feels so vulnerable. Yeah, so. he didn't feel. Yeah, in prison, it wasn't the bad time. He didn't feel like he was in danger. They were. He was wearing comfy Adidas pants. He yeah. was cooking sausages. They were making sauce. Lots yeah. of drugs. He was doing pills. <laughs> they had wine every night. There was lobster. There was also probably shrimp. <laughs> Those are best. It's just. Those are good days, man. Yeah. Well, maybe. I could use like a couple of weeks in prison in that scenario. It's like a spa. <laughs> okay. This is the bad time. This <laughs> yeah. is the bad time. There's no lobster and shrimp here. All right. Well, well. so then they drive away and they get back to Henry's house. And I'm going to request, gentlemen, that we hold here and pick it up on tomorrow's show. Hold. Hold. Old, so that's gonna do it for minute one twenty six. Yeah. Uh, you can listen tomorrow when we pick up from where we held in one twenty seven. Until then, you can check us out on Twitter at Goodfellas Min or on Instagram and Facebook at Goodfellas Minute. You can find all of our episodes, of course, GoodfellasMinutes.com. There's no S on that. I don't know why I said it. There's it's GoodfellasMinute.com. If you want to support the show, you can also go to GoodfellasMinute.com/support, where you can find our Amazon link. And you will find a link to Patreon. 
Uh, Patreon.com slash GFM is where you can go to contribute uh, to the podcast here that we're making if it's a thing that you like and, and you, you find value in it. Um, you can send us any emails you'd like at contact at goodfellasminute.com even if you're not related to Ron. So I think that's going to do it. You can come back tomorrow for 127. Bye. Or will I go from a rags to return? My fate is up.